This is episode 174. This is season 174. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was going to read it like that. That's even better. I didn't either. I just went uh, for it. <laughs> uh, partway through the episode, I want all the listeners to push pause and wait till next Monday. Because yes. we're a weekly show now, but you have to do it. Manually weekly. <laughs> manually weekly. This is the manually weekly tone control. I already hit the bell. I'm Later, nerds. I mean, I mean, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. This is actually the beginning. Okay. Yeah, I ladies think. and gentlemen, cats and kittens. Oh, I said holy cats today, and I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm going to use that from now on. I think holy cats. <laughs> that one is duckbills. Uh, so it is. It is somebody's birthday, but I'm not going to yeah. say who, and it's not my dad. Um, it is my cousin's birthday as well. Mm-hmm. It is a friend of mine from college's birthday as well. Very close to Halloween. Yep. How has that affected your life? Um, in some kind of... Oh, it's my birthday, by the way, if anyone has not figured that out. Today, Spoiler alert. the actual Jeez. day. In our seven years of podcasting, I don't think my birthday has actually fallen on podcast day. Podcasters might have been hard-pressed to know if you even had a birthday. Yeah, I was just, you know... You've definitely I, podcasted on my birthday. We have. Is, what? It's early. Whoa, easy. <laughs> 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 the chat's already there. popping off. I mean, so it's like a cake and it's a corgi butt, but it's also a butt, which means it's a little off limits for the time of the show. So just we'll let it slide for now, but you know, <laughs> keep it keep it together over there. Keep the butts um, in your pants for now. Uh anyway, as far as like the are you asking if Halloween has overshadowed my birthday my whole life? Or if your birthday took on any Halloween-like characteristics from time to time, um, does this come up? My, it's, it's, it well, seems like nobody's ever asked you this before, so probably no. No, as a kid, though, like my birthday theme, if it wasn't just birthday, it was certainly Halloween. Mm. Um, which, like, I never is that knew. A little bit like, is that a little bit like, uh, well, our decorations were up already, so we're just going to pretend it's for you. I never really thought of it that far, I guess, but like... Mm. Um, it was just always like it's it's the thing in the season, and th- my birthday is also in the season. Yeah. So like, and right. my sister's birthday is very close to Christmas, so I'm sure it's the same for her. Um, but Beth's birthday, right. for example, and yours in May, right? It's like smack in the middle of there's no real like season, like it's not a holiday type season. It's just right. like springtime. It's not a, it's not one of the hallmark seasons. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's Halloween is often projected upon my birthday. Yes, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't have strong feelings about it, though, because it is literally all I've ever known. So. Sure, right, because how would you compare it? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Hallmark, I did see that Hallmark made their, their ornaments for this year have, have been released. They're, they're Christmas tree ornaments. And there is... um. There's a Star Wars one mm. that is an ornament of 
a behind the scenes uh, shot. Oh from no way! A behind the scenes, a famous behind the scenes photo um, from I think Empire Strikes Back of uh, Peter Mayhew in full costume holding up uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Oh, nice. So it's <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a. Um, it's a it's a famous photo that that became perhaps even more famous, like a production photo, uh, kind of. No, it's just like a candid. Oh, okay. It's cool. like a yeah. It was just like a we're having fun kind of, um, and of you know, and then and then it recirculated, uh, you know, when when uh, Peter Mayhew died, and mm-hmm. um, so a bit sentimental. It it is a hallmark ornament, so they you know I clicked through. I was like bye bye bye, and and it's it's definitely like kind of a lot of money for something. That I, I, Christmas ornament is something that I've never personally cared about at all. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did feel like, oh, wow, you know, but hmm. on the other hand, Hallmark is not who I want to give that sentimental money to exactly. Right. It's kind of how I felt about it. Right. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Am I a jerk for that? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, they don't need your help, I guess, right? Like <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. Hallmark doesn't need Justin's help. No. Um, Beth and I thought, like, were, were, were we married yet? I'm not sure. Um, I'm typing a thing. Sorry. Um, I can't really type and speak at the same time I'm learning. <laughs> um, Beth and I thought, like, I think it must have been a bit around the time we were house shopping or something. We thought, wouldn't it be great to have one really ugly room? <laughs> like to have a house with a spare room that was just like straight up hideous. And then we like, Oh, like let's buy this for the ugly bathroom. Like a very intentional. <laughs> oh, okay. So, right. But that, that facilitates the stuff, all that stuff that you yeah. see and you're like, ha and you wish you could buy it. But then it would be so like, well, horrible. Where, yeah. Am I going to put this in my real kitchen? Come yeah. On. Yeah. So you want like one so ugly have to room. Have a fake room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we, I think around the same time we kind of pivoted to like, let's start an ugly Christmas ornament collection. Cause that's, yeah. that's a fun well, thing. Well, that you like, can do cause you put them away. Yeah. Um, that's free. And, that's and fair there, game. there's plenty of ugly Christmas ornaments. Yes. There's, there's no shortage of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Definitely. so yeah, it's been a good birthday. I'm 33 today. Yeah. And, um, what else is happening? I guess that's kind of it. You know, it's a Thursday. That's, that's the thing about birthdays when you're an adult. I I agree with that. Um, Just, I, I had to work today, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, mm-hmm. did, are, are you making yourself a cake? We had some ice cream cake um, yeah. before I oh, came rad. up here. Yeah. And, I mean, some good things have happened. Like, I'm not going to lie. Here. I got my new iPad came in. Okay. Which yeah. is just like, it came in today, which like great yeah. timing, you know? Um, uh-huh. It's it's truly great. And I also, a friend of mine, friend of the show, Taylor, uh, gave me this USB-C to USB-A dongle because he has a buttload okay. of them laying around. So I'm going to see about <laughs> doing some Helix things with this, but I there's no headphone okay. thing on the iPad, so I'm not sure how I'll be able to listen to tracks and play along or not. Well, but they'd have to be coming out of the Helix also. Does, does Helix have a headphone out? It does, um, but I don't know if this, yeah. if iPad can send like a click yeah. track or something out to something like Helix for me to hear. Right. Unlikely. Okay. But I think if I had a, a bigger adapter that had like multiple USBs and a headphone output, it would probably output input. I don't out, know, man. Output, it, input it might audio. work. <laughs> it, it, might, it might work though because isn't doesn't Helix show as an audio device? 
And it has outputs, so it has to have inputs and outputs that it publishes. Yeah, so I was to going to system. I was going to USB into the iPad with the Helix, like use it as the interface. Yeah. Um, and, and they have a. I mean, iOS has a facility for this now, where you can you can well, connect that's the audio other interfaces for it. I have been so far removed from iPad and iPad OS. Like the last iPad I had was before iPad OS. Right, it was in. Uh, I, I got it in twenty eleven or twelve. It's been a really long time, and what iPads are capable of now is like completely different than back then. Yeah. Back then, they were like iPhone macro essentially. They were just big, big <laughs> yeah. versions of the thing we had. But now it's a different game. So I'm looking forward to messing around with that. Um, so I'm like, it's the thing's awesome. It is. I got the iPad Air four. It shreds. It is very very cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. I have a new phone too, but it's you know it, it's it's just uh, it's same, it's same a new as the phone, old one, right? You, yeah, yeah. It's like it's an upgrade plan, right? So you just get a new phone every year, and it's the fastest iPhone ever. I wish they would stop saying that because the day that it's not, <laughs> we've talked about this. Like the day yeah. that it's not, like come on. So uh, it's cool. So. I have been waiting for this to come in. I was very excited to receive that today. Um, tomorrow, I'm receiving some other things, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, what else? Oh, I, you know, so since like lockdown has been a thing and is is seeming to become a thing again, I've been really getting into coffee. <laughs> so, because nice. it doesn't take a lot to to really up your coffee game at home, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, you're a French press guy, is that correct? Yes, I'm still. I, I have a a nice stainless steel French press that keeps things temperature controlled for quite a while mm-hmm. compared to the old glass one, which I, mm. I now feel is just so feeble. Really um, nice, but I haven't done I haven't done like an AeroPress or anything okay. like that. So those until, are like single cup situations, right? Correct. Yeah, um, that's not going to fly for me. <laughs> Air, well, I'm, well, AeroPress makes one cup at a time, but I have two a day, so. I just go and yeah. make another one. You should do it twice, yeah. Um, Beth got me a very nice pour-over kettle, electric kettle, uh-huh. from a company called Fellow. It's basically if Apple made kettles. <laughs> <laughs> um, very like precise temperature control. It's got a timer, which is really awesome for AeroPress and pour-over. Um, why can't I... Why can't I pull this Coffee link up? Coffee is the Satan's taint sweat. Whoa. This yeah. is... Is I gotta make sure I, I get mean, this. Is the Satan's okay? That's what I thought. Yes. I thank thanks Sean in the chat. Yeah. Now that I've said it, it's fair game. So. Yeah. Um. This site it does not seem to be working very well. I'm just gonna post a link. Here we go. Um. Mm-hmm. So I got this nice kettle. Uh. That's great for pour over. It's great for AeroPress, and the timer is nice because I do time my brew every day. And uh-huh. it's awesome. I got a burr grinder. Analog temperature gauge? That's the stovetop one. I have the electric one that is a digital oh, okay. gauge. Um, okay. Still classy. Very classy. Um, just a joy to use. Like I'm that kind of person that's like all about the ease of use, and now I'm excited about electric yeah. kettles. But um, So I bought myself a Hario V60 pour-over brewer, which is just like a ceramic drip thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I, I'm trying that for the first time tomorrow. So I'm, I'm really into coffee now, I guess I'm one of those people. So, so the, the, the pour over, this is, this is 
just, it's, I mean, this is a drip thing, but it's not, I mean. So pour over, it's, it's what, the what same, it, um, it's the same kind of function as an auto drip maker where the, yeah. there's a basket of coffee and water comes in from above and right. passes through, but it's on a single cup level. And yeah. it's on, you can like control everything about it as far as like, um, it's, it, yeah. So it's functionally it's the same, but this is like a very, I mean, this is like the, the perfect temperature and you measure out the super d- precise d- d- temperature d- and the brew yeah. times and the extraction times and temp, like all that stuff. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. fun. And like, once you get kind of one nice coffee thing, it's a low barrier to entry to get other nice coffee things. Um, right. so I was mostly like the kettle was really the most expensive detail I hadn't picked up yet because like mm-hmm. a, a V60 is like 20 bucks and then you get a pack of filters for like four bucks or something. And it's, then it's all up to you to find nice coffee. And there's a great new, um, coffee roastery here in Manchester that's just doing a great job and I love mm-hmm. their coffee so far. So I've been getting into that. It's nice. Yeah. The next step is, is getting a roaster. I'm not going that far. I have a friend at work who does <laughs> roast coffee, but yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> okay. My understanding is that the machines start to seem not that expensive after you realize what you spend on roasted beans for a year yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, this place in town here, I can get a 12-ounce bag of coffee for between 10 and $12, which is mm-hmm. expensive, but it's also like pretty reasonable for nice coffee, I think. Um, And considering how much I enjoy it, I'm okay to pay it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also buying less beer these days, so like that's that's how it's going. Yeah, we're (laughs) all just taken from the same pot. We're just Mm -hmm. pouring out of the same kettle. (sighs) Pouring, yeah, that was good, right? Deep, dude. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Let's play coffee, beer, or gear. (laughs) Coffee, beer, or gear. All right, this we're gonna do that tonight. We're just we're just rolling with it. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Bell. Do not do forget it. the bell. Do, do it. it. Do it. <laughs> I hate that. That gif is everywhere. <laughs> it's infecting. I'm in like so many discords. Oh, man. So gotta... many discords I'm in. Every single one of them, at least once a day. Do it. The fucking gif shows up. <laughs> I'm going to post the thing in our chat. I'm going to send it to you later so I can guarantee you watch it. Uh, King Grumps, okay. do it. Um, there we go. Oh, that's not the one. Well, whatever. I'll find <laughs> no. it later and I'll send it to you. It's very funny. It's just <laughs> these guys go on about like, what if Palpatine said a bunch of other stuff instead of do it? And it's like, I have all this <laughs> leftover meat. What should I do? Just do it. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Anyway, okay. Magnificent. Well, what? A, so... Uh, what, um, I was going to try to do something off, off, the, <laughs> off the wall here with this, but there's no, there's no getting around it. The point is Derek <laughs> won a contest. The point is. The point yeah. is this happened. We, there, you just, you just say it. It's just words. They come out of your mouth. Yeah, man. So Mythos Pedals was running a giveaway on Instagram uh, for being in business for 10 years. And it, it's like, I thought they'd been around much longer than that, but that's it's so crazy to see. So he was giving away a 10-year anniversary edition of Mjolnir, which is his Klon K-type circuit overdrive. Okay. And looks like it. The Klon or the the Mjolnir is um well not no direct th- 
translation, but it's his interpretation of and a very like usable recreation of that circuit. So it's it's not like crazy off the reservation, but it's also not exactly the same it's thing. It's not a yeah, it's it's um, a it's a copy in spirit. Right. And so this 10 year anniversary edition is in a different sized box with a different graphic and stuff. And it's the it's a replica of his first run of these pedals. Okay. Which is really cool. So he was giving Historic. away... Historic. Yeah. <laughs> new, new old stock or vintage original spec. There we go. Vintage original it's, spec. It's a VOS Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, Do you use the same paint? It's actually a raw enclosure. <laughs> it's got, is uh, it really that color? No. So this one in, in the chat is not the one I'm getting, but it's... Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is the current version. Um, okay. It's in a slightly larger box. It's got the Klon style knobs on it, and it just says Mythos Pedals Mjolnir on it. And it is Zach's personal pedal. He took it off out of his collection, and it's one that he kept for himself from this 10-year anniversary run, and he decided to do a giveaway celebrating the 10 mm-hmm. years. And it was a simple thing. A bunch of people in our community also entered, and it was like, post But this, there can be only one. Right. Post this photo and use this hashtag, and you're entered. And it was like Mythos 10 Year or something like that. And yeah. you and I were just talking about giveaways. Hint, hint. We and um, I, don't, I don't like giveaways that are usually, <laughs> that are like tag 40 friends and then follow these 17 accounts and then repost eight times and visit our YouTube page. Like that's, it's too much stuff. So I don't usually, too much stuff. Don't usually do giveaways. Um, but this was like repost, hashtag so we can find it. Easy enough. So yeah. I yeah. went for it. I was like, what well, you know, whatever. If I want it, like awesome. And if not, no harm. They're a small company. The publicity from <laughs> my totally non-important Instagram account <laughs> is fine, right? So I woke up I don't like, know, man. Media source. I woke up <laughs> I woke up a week later and he sent me a DM and he says, You won de pedal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have my glasses on You said, on don't yet. you know who I am? <laughs> so I'm like rolling around in bed. I don't have my glasses on, I'm like trying to find the light switch. And I'm like, oh my God, Beth. <laughs> like waking up my wife, Beth, guess what? <laughs> I want a, a clone style overdrive. And she's like asleep. <laughs> Does not give a shit. Which is like, obviously that's fine. So you, yeah. I, you um, drove a claw? What? <laughs> would you drive over? <laughs> so yeah, I won, and I'm like, I could not believe it. I'm still like so blown away that I was selected That's, for this, and yeah. I am absolutely thrilled. I'm going to cherish this pedal because I won it, and it's Zach's actual pedal, which is awesome. So it will be here tomorrow, and I'm really, really stoked about it. I'm going to redo my oh, pedal board, man. and he I'm missed gonna, your birthday. I know, right? So close. <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Thoughtless. Just thoughtless. Yeah. Maybe try a little harder next time, dude. So I, uh, I'm i really, really looking forward to it. I've actually been playing around with the Klon in Helix. I don't know how accurate that is, but I've been playing around with that. But you know that this one isn't accurate, so who cares? <laughs> well, whatever. I like It's the, the question <laughs> of modeling and stuff, but I'm, it's a K-style sound. So like I'm, I've been playing around with that, and pairing right. that with the EP booster I have is Awesome. It is the <laughs> best sound. So much of buffers. <laughs> so it sounds so good. So um I'm gonna redo my board a little bit to accommodate the Mjolnir because it's in a bigger box than the pedal I'm planning to replace. Uh-huh. Um or at least you know retire for a little while. And I'm into it. I'm so excited. 
so excited. There's going to be a lot of activity in our Discord tomorrow when it arrives. <laughs> <laughs> really pumped. Awesome. Yep. And then what else? What's next on our notes? I'm not even what, looking what's, at what's them. What's next? Okay. Also, what is this? Oh, what yeah, is yeah. this? Traded in some things. <laughs> Yeah, so I had um, I had a bunch of stuff around the house. I was cleaning out my basement, like reorganizing all my music gear, tidying up, vacuuming, you know, yeah. and uh, as you do. And I found a volume pedal, which I knew, I still knew I had, uh, which was on my board that I got from you. It was your volume pedal. Yes, and I had it's an it's an Ernie's balls, an Ernie ball big boy volume pedal. It's not a junior. It's Ernie's big balls. That's exactly what it said printed on the side. Stamps. Ernie's big balls. There was that. I had a nose pedal. This this brand nose pedal that did... um, (laughs) (laughs) What's with Justin tonight? They did like... I'm trying to to make this really special. For my birthday. Thank you. (laughs) For your birthday. I'm also starting to like... I'm starting to feel this... um, like when we're doing this whole thing, like I don't have story. Like I'm not doing anything with guitar gear. I I don't like oh, I'm you, grandfathered so- into this podcast so <laughs> hard, Derek. Like I don't. I'm not turning over pedals, and I'm not going. Oh man, mm-hmm. like this. I mean, I, I I have occasionally entered a contest. I mean, something random like that could happen. Well, but now, failing winning a Mythos pedal, like I'm not like, oh man, I traded in my whatever to get the blah blah blah. I haven't done anything with one of my pedals. Since I painted the full tone yeah. black. I think, though, when we started this show, the whole thesis statement for the tone control was that, like, one of us was, like, a guitarist person <laughs> and the other one of us was, like, a studio person. Yeah. yeah. And that was going to be a good angle. So we're just still doing that. It's fine. It's fine. I just don't have any stories. I don't have any pre-news You can just shoutcast stories. all my stories. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So anyway, I forget what I was saying. Uh, so this volume pedal, I had a tiny, tiny, like miniature big knob expression pedal thing, and I had yeah. a Bigsby B7, the one that goes on a Les Paul. Yeah, with mm-hmm. a Vibramate. It's which, like the no drill. Yeah, so the Vibramate is the no drill mounting option. Right. So I had that, and I, I had it installed on a guitar, and it didn't fit very well, so I took it off, and it's just been collecting dust, and I genuinely forgot I had it, which is one of my rules for if I should keep something. So I was like, I, this, mm. I, I swapped the volume pedal for a mini volume pedal, and it's a great choice. I'm not using the expression pedal anymore, and I'm not using the Bigsby. So let me go see what I can trade. I had my eye on the Walrus Audio Juliana, which we just talked about yeah. when Rhett was on. And my small clone has been a little finicky lately. I think it needs a new switch. So I traded for the Juliana. Trade plus cash. I had to pay a little bit, but not that much. It was a $250 pedal I got for like, I think I paid like 65 bucks or something like that. Come on. Mm, makes you feel good. does. It really does. And I got to say, the Juliana is great. It is one of the great pedals. I immediately see why the Julia became so popular so quickly. Right, right. <laughs> and this V2 is awesome. And it's doing all kinds of things for me. Like, one, I never realized I wanted a tap tempo on my chorus until this. It, it isn't one that I would think that that was really important, but it's it is. great because you can, you can do the tap tempo and you can have it be rhythmic with your playing. Or you can just, if I want to change the rate very quickly, I can do it with my foot. Like, it doesn't need to be on a beat. I can just tap it to uh-huh. go faster or to go slower. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you if just you feel that out, if you push and hold the tap, it'll go like ramp up real fast or, or slow down depending on where your current rate is. Oh, that's clever. So it's like a Leslie speaker effect. It sounds awesome. It's, it's a really mm-hmm. cool sound. And it does the thing my small clone did. It, it can achieve that sound, which is the problem I've had with chorus pedals in the past. I always go back to small clone because not many other it's, things sound like that. So yeah, it's getting that one specific thing mm-hmm. that you're used to. Mm-hmm. So it can do that, and it sounds awesome. So I've got the the Juliana now, and the Mjolnir coming tomorrow, and you know the rig lives on. Mm. I'm really pumped. Sounds awesome. I haven't even velcroed down the Juliana yet because I'm going to take it all apart this weekend, probably. <laughs> right, right. Eric's wondering how it'll sound with a clon. The answer is great. <laughs> it'll sound clonish. It'll sound pretty good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> beer, beer, coffee, or gear? <laughs> it's bold. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, that's, yeah. that's what's so going anyway, on here, man. It's been a pretty good birthday week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I am, well, here, here's something. Here's a, here's a personal anecdote I can tell. I can't remember how, if we've talked much about Halloween, but in our neighborhood... Uh, for trick-or-treat this year, they're doing a reverse. So the kids are going to stand in their driveways and the grown-ups are going to go along. We're all going to go out of our houses and turn left, right, oh. and do... Okay. Because we're like one long street. And so we're going to... And so the, then we're going to... The kids will have a bucket out. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Rogers with the horrifying clown mask. Um <laughs> So we're, the, each kid has a bucket out, so we don't have to. The kids aren't like approaching people. You know, we're all socially yeah. distant and everything, right? So we can just drop candy in their buckets. And in the in this neighborhood newsletter, they said that there was going to be kind of a contest about who had you know decorate your bowl. They're trying to make mm. it cool, right? Mm-hmm. Decorate your, your kid's bucket, and make it a cool bucket. So I thought, um, I thought fuck that <laughs> I I'm going to make. And I'm gonna own this bucket. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I want to kill this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill this bucket contest. So, I just started kind of spitballing some things in my brain. Uh, I, I had had you know decided I'm I masked up. I go into the hardware store at like nine in the morning when no one's there, and I did some shopping. So I'm gonna build like a a set of tubes that are gonna. Oh carry God. the candy and zigzag around. And I, I'm thinking, I haven't like finished building a thing yet, but I have most of the parts. I'm thinking I'm going to mount the bell. Oh, yeah. And if I get it just at the angle just right, I can't get the, I got to get the thing so it'll fall there. So I can kind of hold it sideways. I want the candy to hit the bell as oh, it yeah. goes into the bucket. <laughs> so I want it to tink, 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 zip down the, the zigzaggy tubes and bam. And, um, that's that would be great. I want like I want her to have the most awesome received. bucket. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna toss it in a little chute, and it's gonna go down this these. It's gonna make all kinds of noise. It's metal, right? It's gonna mm-hmm. bang, bang, bang. I, I use like HVAC too oh, yeah, for yeah. it. And, That's uh, awesome. And ring clamps. Um, I got all the stuff, and I got I got a bunch of scrap wood, so I'm just gonna build up a frame for it and. Uh, Fun and stuff like that. So I can't wait to see that's, it. In that's my game. I think that's so. That's all going down Saturday. I think I'm gonna have to put it together Saturday because I don't see when when else I'm gonna be able to do it. Um, so, trick or treating is on here as as would be normal. We are not participating, but a bunch of people yeah. in our neighborhood have equipped like fr- we all have front porches with like a pathway to the road, and right. 
this is kind of how everybody comes up for trick-or-treating. A lot of people have equipped like 12-foot sections of pipe, of like PVC pipe from their porch down yeah. into the... So they're just going to sit on their porch and put your your bucket at, yep. the, at the bottom of the, the Prepare pipe. to receive. <laughs> yeah. And like, here comes some Skittles, watch out. And they're just going to just like <laughs> sh- write down the chute. <laughs> I think it, it's a good idea if you really want to be doing the yeah. trick-or-treating thing. That's That's the way to do it this year. Uh, definitely, definitely. I've heard of some neighborhoods. My the the one that we used to live in, where my mm-hmm. mother in law still lives, they were like everything's going as normal, mm. no changes, and she was like, "Okay, my light will be off." <laughs> yeah, our light will be no, off. No, thank you. Although at this point, it's going to be raining. I think so. I'm not sure if. Yeah, actually, I hadn't looked at that. We've had um, a buttload of rain lately. We we didn't have any rain all summer, and we're getting it all now. <laughs> that's what we got today. Yeah. Um, the stuff all, all showed up. Anyway. It's also going to snow tonight, so there's that. We're at, we're at that place. You want to talk about Great. some guitars? Yeah. Um, I'm actually thinking since we have the one news item, maybe oh, we go in Pedal Genie right now. What do you think? Let's friggin' do it, bro. Let's friggin' do it because I just I still feel like I end up having this feeling like Pedal Genie belongs in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, it's a mid-season break every episode. <laughs> this is season 174. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here There's we go. There's one episode per season. <laughs> but if it's a mid-season break, that means there's actually two episodes per season. Right, so you get per parts episode. one and two each every other week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would boy. be actually a great way to, like, um, you know how podcasts are supposed to release every week and we yeah. just totally, we can't follow the rules because we're super rebels, no, 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 man. No, no, I and follow stuff. some podcasts that do every other or once a month. Okay, whatever. But the point is, <laughs> the rules are... Those guys. The rules are you're supposed to release every week and we are just fucking rebels, man. Oh, no we way. We just yeah. can't be bothered. But we could just cut this crap in half every week and... Oh, see, there's the life hack right there, right? right you, you want right, your right. weekly episodes? Well, guess what? They're going to be half as long. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> just push pause here. Now wait till Monday and push play again. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? I'm not even going to split it into two files for you. <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> this was this was great. This is great. Okay, check it out. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month. The standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. We need to make the ad break longer to allow for more butt gifts. I can tell her to read slower. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty light this week, but also high quality, you know? Yeah. Like the frequency was down, but like the... 
the, the quality the cake, was up. The cake frequency was very high. It's <laughs> definitely a birthday themed uh, butt set. I like it. A birthday yeah. themed butt set. Oh, Brian's yes. not here. I mean, that's, you know. Well, that's half of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Send um, him a quick message. We miss you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. You want to talk about pedals? Yeah, let's do. Let's do. Do you want me to go? Uh, do you Do you want to be the firster or the seconder? I'll be the seconder. I haven't seconder. played mine yet. You'll what? be the seconder. Okay, then I'm just going to do I'm going to do a little flip a rune Okay, you get set up. Do you want me to like stuff? read what this thing is to the people? Sure. Okay. That'd be fine. Uh, That'd be fine. Justin has uh, The Borderland by Hungry Robot. I've had a pedal by Hungry Robot that I really enjoyed. I'm going to send a link to the chat. Um, the Borderland. Plexi for this. Oh, cool. The Borderland is an advanced digital reverb with a versatile tap tempo LFO slash modulation section. At its core, yeah. it's a reverb. Uh, at its core is a reverb algorithm designed specifically with an ambient player in mind. All right. Uh, adjustable low pass filter to alter the character of the reverb, ranging from small room to cavernous dark hall. Okay. I don't see a picture here. Apparently, it's already on. Oh. There we go. That's very dark. There are eight LFO waveforms. Okay. Um, Four unique modulation modes. Tremolo chorus, triple octave tremolo. Wait a minute. Triple octave. Where have I heard that before? Uh, And octave slide. Set the LFO rate manually by using the velocity knob or using the tap tempo. Input to Plex. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I, this is probably not the right kind of thing to demo a reverb in, but what? Hey, I just got done talking about how we don't care about the rules, <laughs> man. Frank. Okay, let's see what I've got here. I'm leaning away from the mic a little bit, but that usually doesn't matter in post, I've, I've found. Whoa. Huh. Okay. All right, so I have a clean knob. Seems if I leave that dimed, I've got full strength. And then I've got ambience, brilliance. Let's turn up brilliance. Oh, look, it's like has a shimmer. Hmm. Oh, cool. It's a, yeah, the, the octave up thing. Yeah, so I must have octave on. Okay, it's on a switch. Oh, my God. What did I do? <laughs> So are you manipulating the waveform type or the modulation type? Um, I hadn't really touched them yet. They were wherever they were. So um, so the, 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 it's funny. There's diagrams on the bottom of the pedal. Oh, okay. Um, explaining, because these, all, all, these are all rotary controllers, but they don't have like notches or graphics on the front. The graphics okay. on the front is just uh, text for the label. Um, but then the wave shapes... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different wave shapes, including a couple of different randoms, which is cool. There's a random that's that's like squared, and oh, then so there's a random here, that know, is the eight waveforms are listed on the back. Oh, yeah. this pedal has a secret mode. So it's like sawtooth, reverse sawtooth, square, V, sine, and then the 
the what's what's that like half sign? <laughs> it's like uh, it's like only one half of the waveform, so like it seems like it might be half. Hmm. It's it's sort of like it's a sign, but but the top part of the wave is pointed instead oh. of being rounded. So it's like I don't even know what's it rounded that. on the way down, but a sawtooth on the way up. Yeah, so they only show one waveform, but hmm. effectively it's just a U. Oh, fascinating. Okay. In sign shape, right? So I'm imagining if that repeated, the top would be like a triangle wave. Oh. But the bottom would be a sign. Very cool. That's that's six. So let's see. That's right around. I guess right around two o'clock on the waveform. I turn up the modulation. That must be the chorus mod, right? Um, I don't know. What, is the, what the hell does the modulation not even do? So there's different modulation modes. There's tremolo, chorus, triple octave tremolo, and octave slide. Holy cow. So, I keep having to turn the thing over to look at the labels. Okay. Jeez. Okay, so what's this? I've got hertz versus dB. There's okay. a switch. So here Tell we go. Tell me about that. Four modulation modes can be accessed through different toggle switch combinations. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, so ah, if yeah. the left toggle is on dB and the right toggle is off, you are in tremolo mode. Okay, so this should be tremolo mode. I gotta turn up the modulation mix, sorry. Yes, there, there you are. Is. Very All cool. Right. I have a, uh, a reverb pedal that does that, and I love it. It's one of my favorite settings. It's so neat, right? Just the tails yeah. modulating. Yeah. yeah. Very clever. <laughs> um, okay, so if you um, move the left toggle to HZ and then the right toggle to off, you're in chorus mode. LFO would affect the pitch and of the reverb Sorry, I think signal. that's where I just was. That's where you were. Okay, so then left toggle yeah. to DB, right yep. toggle switch on. Yep. Is triple octave tremolo. Three octaves of reverb. LFO affects the volume of the reverb, creating a vintage organ effect. I would agree with that. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then if you change left toggle to HZ, you'll get an octave yeah. slide. Wait, left toggle HZ, right toggle on. Right for octave. Yeah. So I left the I left the octave. On. I think I want a different wave shape to okay. be demoing this properly. It I sounded think like maybe tremolo five. just now. What's your left it toggle still set kind to? Of HZ. Okay. It says octave on. LFO crossfades between original pitch and octave up, creating an octave slide effect. Is what it should be doing. So the 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 octave pitch should be sliding, or maybe it's the octave is what's sliding in and out, and the rest of it is staying steady. It says the LFO crossfades between original pitch and octave up. Okay, well, imagine that that'd be sort of hard to hear. Oh, it right? would be. It would sound very much like the octave up was on a tremolo. Right. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, the high frequencies yeah. are coming in and out and trading places with the lower frequencies. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that is that is just That's something I would never in a million years think of. <laughs> I want to hmm. get the turn the ambience level up. There we go. Now we can really hear what's going on. 
Hmm. Oh, I went past 50%, you guys. <laughs> how, how long will this go? Oh, it's haunting. It's very Halloween. <laughs> okay, we'll roll that back. Okay, um, I th- so I think the only combo we haven't tried is... Well, let's see. What what is so? This is Hertz plus octave off. Hertz plus octave so, off would be the chorus mode. Chorus. In the modulation, anyway. Turn the speed up. Hmm. So then it still has sort of a tremoly kind of effect, but you no. Know, there's three foot switches on this, huh? Yes. Um, one of them is a tap tempo. Okay, I can so. Tell. Yeah, so you've got tap yeah. tempo and then bypass on and off. And then the left switch says here should send the pedal into near infinite sustain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if I hold it down, it just keeps it forever. This is, um, this has, shares a lot of features with the old blood noise procession, which I have. Yeah. Um, Love that pedal. Very cool. So besides all these weird combinations, the waveform is sort of a rotary selector that's smooth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have detents, but there's little lines on it so you can choose the different things. Like the, the last one in the pattern should be like a randomized. I'll turn the velocity down. <laughs> Way down, apparently. Oh, the light. The light reflects what's going on with the waveform. Oh, nice. So very, very cool. I can see like what's all happening with the randomized thing. It's like blinking randomly and doing weird stuff. So basically you have a, a clean and an ambience, so two separate knobs. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're mixing them. Rather than mixing between the two, you're, you're choosing how much of each to have, which is very effective control, right? Like that's the full control. Um, brilliance, which is, of course, a tone control. Hey. Um, the last knob says effect. So if I turn that off, let's see. Effect oh. sets the volume of the wet signal. So I, I, I've got it backwards then. So ambience is going to be, I, I was thinking of that as Wait, the mix. Here, I'm sorry, I have it here for you. Clean is the volume of the original dry signal. Yeah. Ambience is the overall decay of the reverb trails. Right. Brilliance is the cutoff frequency for a low-pass filter. And then yeah. effect is the volume of the wet signal. So you do get like this, you have two signals. You have the wet well, and you, the dry. You have, right. You yeah. have the mix, the two mixes like I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. I had them on the wrong knobs. Oh, so then the, okay. the two larger knobs are ambience and brilliance, so the tone control and then the timing of it, which mm-hmm. is separate from the velocity because the velocity is only talking about the modulation speed and not the decay time of the reverb. So, hmm. yeah, okay, I get it. it. There's a lot of of stuff going on in the controls, but it really does make easy sense once once you kind of get into it. Um, cool. Pretty neat. I like it. It's very deep. It's it's like yeah, it is. It's like a full two inches oh, deep. Oh, the, the actual plus, physical plus dimensions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like the pedal itself is like a it's like a heavy brick it, and it's very thick it's like stands tall off the table <laughs> so this is a randomized waveform oh cool yeah I like that. 
Don't know what the hell it's gonna do. Let's pick something more normal. Sawtooth. Yeah, put the octave back in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Toggle any of those switches huh. kills kills your repeats. So it's a, ah, it's a digital thing. It so is, yeah. Yeah, the computer's kind of resetting the the um, buffer when you do that. Hmm. Um, that's cool. So this this guy's got your input, your output, um, uh, power socket, and then uh, the another thing is for tap slash click in, C L K, clock. I think it's oh, a, MIDI a, clock. MIDI clock. Yeah. Oh, hmm. nice. Nice, man. How much is that'd that be, bad, That'd Larry? be good. Um, this bad, Larry, you will be able to find on their site for $249.10. Um, yeah, I usually hate the, 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 the ending in nine crap, but they clearly... <laughs> they hate it something more. El- <laughs> something else entirely is going on here. So, anyways. Um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, the Borderland... Perens tap. I guess maybe there's a non-tap there tempo is, version of it. There's a light it. version, um, which yeah. has a few stripped-down features. So cool. Yeah. So from Hungry Robot. Right on, man. Uh, I had. I think it's called the Wash. Yeah, I had the Wash from them. That was, <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, oh, in, I'm sorry. In the past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were moving on to your pedal, no, no, and you're no. like, I think it's the, I don't even know what it is. I had the wash from Hungry Robot a while back, and it was a really good one. Okay. It was a cool, nice. it was also a reverb pedal, but it was really nice. Um, so I had the Parabola from Caroline Guitar Company. Nice. Post a photo and a link for you all. Do it. Doink. Caroline Guitar Chef Company. Doink. Makes some pretty awesome pedals, and I, I think this one's new. I'm not totally sure. I've uh, always dug their whole the oeuvre of their whole thing and me the way too. they label everything. Me oh, too, man. man. It's like they do. I like pedals where the manufacturer has a uniform box, and then they just apply <laughs> their things to that box. And all the Caroline pedals have the two foot switches, the four knobs, two mini toggle switches. And they just, it's like such a, it's a suite of pedals, you know, like they, you know how they work. Once you know how one works, you know how they all work. And they have these like cool little tricks and things about them that you can expect from this company. So the Caroline Guitar uh, Company Parabola Solid State Tremolo is what I have. (laughs) <laughs> solid state trim. So like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was a little confused about that too. Um, but it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting tremolo pedal. And I'm also kind of keeping an eye on the chat because I know a couple people here are really into Caroline, but, um, it's, yeah, Sean is saying that, uh, uh, American actor, Ryan Philippi is a great person. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, Jamie's not here. He left, but Jamie's the guy who's super in, in our chat, who's super into <laughs> the middle finger emoji. I'm in trouble. He's super into Caroline's stuff. So anyway, the Parabola, um, if you're not familiar, Caroline pedals have a switch on them called Havoc, and it's, it's a foot switch. So yes. There's a bypass on and off, and then there's a foot switch called Havoc. And on things like the delay pedal, it extends the delay repeats, right? So it'll self-oscillate on that switch. This pedal, I was expecting it to do something like maximum speed or maximum depth on the tremolo but mm-hmm. that's not what it does um it, in fact 
it says increases the depth and speed of the effect, uh, it, it, but it's more like it inverts some relationship in the signal. It's, huh. it's a little hard okay. to explain because it's on a lot of settings, it feels like it's kind of one third faster than it was before. You know, okay. like it's not doubling. And it's not changing. It's it's not doubling, but you feel like it's a relationship. You feel it's like some it's some kind based of relationship. Where... Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, I can't quite figure it out. It's like a triplet or something. <laughs> Dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's very interesting, and it kind of makes me think. I don't know if I would have chosen for the Havoc Switch to do that, and I think it would have been mm. a little more fun for it to have like a different depth setting, right? to go from a subtle tremolo to a very pulsy tremolo. Right. So you're taking it from just kind of giving you the feeling of, of movement. A little movement to like very on thumpy, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. So huh. um, they're, they're framing this as like a tremolo channel on your amp, right? It's introducing a tremolo right. channel to your guitar amp kind of thing. It's now a, I'm even more confused by the comment solid state. I know. It, it, transistor-based <laughs> LFO in distinctive waveform from our favorite West German device. <laughs> okay. Um, it says here... Sean, do you have any idea what this clown is talking about? <laughs> it says right here. This might clear things up. Um, parabola is the sonic equivalent of riding your space mammoth through giant puddles in the astral plane while feeding it caffeinated energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got too many toggles. You can go from amplitude modulation to a filtered modulation, FM, not frequency modulation, but filtered modulation, which is more subtle. Amplitude modulation is more dramatic and pronounced. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a mini toggle switch for fast and slow, which sets the range of the speed knob. And other than that, it's very simple to use. There's a control for, like, they have all their iconography for these things, and it's a little hard to de decipher what it is all the time. But there's like uh, the volume as well as drive. The speaker, the speaker picture you'll you'll remember from your computer. Right. It is the the output volume, but there's also a drive yeah. control. So this thing can be used if you turn the rate and depth down. It's a really punchy kind of preampy sound. And you can get like yeah. you can really juice up your your input into your amp. And then what you can do right. is hit the havoc switch and have tremolo on a momentary. Know what I mean? Okay. If you wanted, you could. If you're into if, that kind hey, of thing. Yeah, but who knows what the fuck speed it's gonna be. <laughs> right. That's the thing. It's kind of predetermined, I guess. So sure. it's a very cool pedal. I don't think I would buy it if it were me. I, I like the the Loma Prieta a little bit more. I like, mm. like if this came into my life and it was like just something I had now, obviously I'd, I'd find a place for it and I, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It's not like I don't enjoy it. It's just like with the features that Caroline is known to do, I think yeah. there's a few small changes I would have made. And I think it, then it would have really sold me. Granted, that's probably not what they're going for with this. Like, they're going for a specific thing, the sure. solid state tremolo. And I'm just not the person for that effect, I guess. So, mm -hmm. that being said, it's super musical. It sounds great in every setting. You know, it's really easy to use. It's, it sounds awesome. So, I haven't done a demo yet, but I will soon.
Yeah, man. Sounds cool. What's going on in the chat here? Just exciting, very exciting stuff. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to talk to you and you're like over here snickering about it. (laughs) Well, I think we're all upsetting Sean and then some other random things are happening around the edges. I I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. It's a lot happening in the chat. A lot happening here on the Tone Control tonight. Birthdays do that to people, I guess. Right. I like the idea of riding a space mammoth through giant puddles in the astral plane. I mean, I think I do. Um, but I don't, I also don't know what a space mammoth, you know, is. You know, I don't think you need so, to. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like I like to know about the things uh, that I ride in prior to the ride. I'm looking at some of their other pedals to see if that flavor text has anything fun. And a lot of them are like, oh, this is the much awaited update to blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this one's available at select retailers. <laughs> this is the only one that seems to mention like a space rhino or something. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's not that's oh, here we like go. a common thing. Here we go. For the, the Meteor. <laughs> I remember the Meteor. Imagine taking the ice bucket challenge, but you're dunking yourself in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by the ultra modern line 14 of the Paris Metro. <laughs> That's so great. Okay. Fabulous. Okay. So you want to talk about a guitar thing now? Oh, thanks, Pedal Genie. Yeah, thanks, Pedal Genie. Why? Is there some? Is there something else we should talk about instead? No, I don't think so. I, no, I've, I mean, look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, nerds. Um, this is gonna. This is gonna be a. We're gonna say the G word in this next trigger warning. <laughs> we're gonna say the G word uh, in this next story. Um, I didn't have anywhere else to go with this. So. That's fine. You, oh, you my wife texted me. Everybody, hold on. Hold your butts. <laughs> oh, it's a picture of my dog. Oh, she has uh, mooshed her face into the arm of the couch and fell asleep. <laughs> Smooshy face. Smooshy face. Anyways, um, we're gonna, we're about to say the G word in this next news item. Fair warning, everybody. Epiphone and Gibson Custom Shop have teamed up for a 59 Les Paul. Let's break it down. Okay. Um... So, like, well, let's just talk about this. Custom shop approved is what it says all over the website, whatever the f*** that means. Okay. It's like Epiphone, the subsidiary brand of Gibson. We all know that, right? Gibson, uh, notorious for these increasing... increasingly more accurate replicas of old guitars and stuff. That's cool. Whatever. Um, Great. I got to keep an eye on the chat. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> so Epiphone, so, Epiphone um, um, how, how do I want to put this? I think the more recent years of Epiphone have put a lot of question into like whether or not Gibson stuff is worth the price. Because Epiphone's so Cause good. Because Epiphone's getting really good. They're, they're encroaching. Yeah. Um, and we were sort of talking about this a little bit in the chat throughout the week, um, there's yeah. that Gibson's really good at doing that thing that makes you say, well, it's not a Gibson. Even if this Gibson style guitar from a different manufacturer is better, right. measurably right. better than a Gibson. There's some part of all guitarists minds that says it's not a Gibson. And for some people that's more important than others. 
I guess. But um, there's always a little part of me that thinks that. And that's what Gibson is after, I think, with people like me. So um, it's an Epiphone 59 Les Paul. It's the first of its kind, right? This is, okay. I think this was announced at NAM, but it's is now available, it seems. So it's got Gibson USA burst buckers, which are the pickups in my actual Gibson Les Paul. So there's the mm-hmm. thing. That's cool. And the burst buckers are they're great pickups. I, I wouldn't change them. They're cool. Um, it features a long neck tenon. And if you know much about 59 Les Pauls, like that is one of the things that people say is what makes the 59 better than other guitars. Or these vintage okay, Les Pauls so they... better than other guitars. Because my guitar has sure. a short neck tenon. And it's like the the connection between the neck and the body is longer and it's more like one piece of wood and it's a better thing. And okay. So... To put a long neck tenon on a guitar was always one of the, for Gibson, seemed to always be one of the hallmarks of this is what makes this guitar more expensive. It makes it a higher quality, is is a feature yeah. like a long neck tenon. So that's on an Epiphone now, which is very interesting to me. It's got okay. a 59 rounded C neck profile, mahogany body, maple top, Indian laurel fretboard, 12-inch radius. It's a limited run, and it's 800 bucks. And... My question is, does this continue to highlight that Gibson's whole thing is bullshit? Well, is is there any question that it's artificially inflated? But for uh, some reason, they're still uh, getting paid enough. What do you mean? Like for their super crazy replicas? Just Gibson, yeah. Like, like just how – well, just the, the, the price in general. Like their price scaling is not the same as – similarly spec guitars by other brands. So yeah. they think the name is worth that. And I mean... That's what I mean. It in really spite highlights... of the events of the last five years, they're not out of business. It really highlights how much that name is worth, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. How long has Epiphone been going? Uh, this is like the 30s or something. Yeah, they were acquired yeah, by Gibson yeah. at some okay. point. I don't know much about the history of Epiphone, but they... They were in the early days when Les Paul, the man, was making guitars. He was yeah. building them with Epiphone parts. Um, so it's oh, okay, interesting. When he, <laughs> when he was before the actual Les Paul model was built, he was experimenting yeah. with guitar design at the Epiphone factory. So they've been around for a very long time, and I guess they were acquired. I should really brush up on the history of Epiphone. Um, it's got the 50s era wiring, CTS pots, a Switchcraft jack. Like, it's a good guitar. It's probably a great guitar. Um, mm-hmm. And I just saw this and I was like, Gibson, all you're telling me is that I shouldn't buy your 59. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting that you, you were talking about, you know, what the name is and, and just making people say, yeah, but it's not a Gibson. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would sort of consider myself, like, a flagship person for the not guitar collector, the person who does not care what the stamp mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't derive value from the guitar from that. But even I have this thing in my brain, if I were to own an Epiphone, it would be, it would feel different. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't, it's not the same with with any other like a knockoff Fender or anything I think though, like that. Is it because the the affordable Fender lines still use the name Fender? Like made in Mexico Fenders are still Fenders? Yeah, it has to be, right? But Fender also well, has Squire, so then there's, which puts then it way lower. Squire. Yeah. And I guess I would feel I would feel sort of funny with with Squire going on. I don't know. So so maybe I'm just not I'm not so woke as I think. I think I 
people say like, oh, the Affinity Series Squire is a really great guitar. Like there's this line of Squires that are really amazing yeah. and great for modding and great for all player types, which I don't doubt. But and I, modded, I, def- I would feel totally different about it. I definitely feel different though about... Um, I feel that it's not a Fender, though, when we're talking about Squire, but not when we're talking about Made in Mexico Fender. Or even Made in Korea Fender, you know? Yeah. I just, I think there's like that association of like, if the big brand has put their name on it, it means they're approving of this in some way. And it, like for quality Mm. control or something, which I, like Gibson is not the branch to talk about when talking about quality control. But... Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is so interesting yeah. to me. Like yeah. everybody has been questioning Gibson lately if this is really a thing to spend money on. And so it's it's like the custom shop just walked in and said, "Yeah, sure." I guess is that what that means? I don't, I don't know. I, unless they like, because remember their whole play authentic thing. I, I think this yeah. is like they're officially approving that Epiphone can use things like long neck tendon design. Or something. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Okay. Huh. Even though they're owned <laughs> by the same company. I, I don't I don't know. It's like when when Gibson does a move like this, it feels like it is a move. You know, I, I'm really curious yeah. about I mean this has all the appointments. It's yeah. got all kinds of I mean, right down to the they're using GraphTech nuts and I would say one thing they're saving money on is that it's a flame maple or it's a it's a maple top with a flame maple veneer. So it's not a thick flame maple cap. It's not a thick cut. Yeah. But is that still, a big like, deal? No, like, it's it's cosmetic. It's a mahogany body. It's a purely cosmetic thing. And like that's it's still, where all the weight's coming from anyway. Well, also the maple top is thick, but it's the flame veneer. Like for the visual, right? That so is, it's still maple. It's but still just got the, the same ratio. Is very the same ratio of mahogany to maple. Yeah. I just I'm so curious about like is this doing the thing where it's reinforcing the 59 Gibson reissue that making me go, well, that's cute, but it's not making you go. Yeah, but if you want the headstock, yeah, right. It's and it's just the headstock. Like, I mean, what the hell. <laughs> Hmm. This is is it, it? Where's it made? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what even to to ask. It's about certainly this not made in the U.S. Um, I'm trying hmm. to. I don't think it says here on the on the spec sheet. It does not. Uh, no, it doesn't. Wait, I think no, they're made no. in Korea or Indonesia. So that's really what it comes down to. Um, so this is probably like if if you were, yeah, Korea. If if you're if you're the sort of person who can get over it mm. and not care about the headstock, this is a guitar you would buy from a shop. Like once you get to play it, and you're sure, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the that's the thing, right? Is is it's going to be like a QC issue of maybe some of them don't come out quite as good. So you want to make sure you have a good one. You don't just order it from the store or something, right? Yeah. Eric said an interesting thing in the chat. It's weird to compare these two because the two companies carry themselves really differently, Fender and Gibson. And he says Fender welcomes newcomers and Gibson doesn't. And I think that's a super interesting point. Um, Nobody at Gibson would say that, I think. Um, because they make the Les Paul Studio, you know, and like, well, you but, would you would say that, but they they 
you never know when they're going to haul off and make a, a totally ill-advised video about play authentic yeah. and get yeah. super insulting and shove their foot so far in their mouth it comes out of their asshole again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, I don't know. Like, I don't it know does, what they would do. This is just me. I, 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 this has to just be me, but I, I, I like... I, I think that maybe other guitarists that are in my kind of position might feel the same way. If I were at a show, I do this all the time. This is the thing. If I walk into a show and there's a guy on stage playing a squire, I'm going to be like, okay, like just a squire, I guess. Um, but yeah. if it's a Fender, I don't think twice. And if it's a Gibson, yeah. I'm thinking like, well, good load of this guy. You know, <laughs> but and I've I've done that. Like I've played one show with my Gibson, and I felt like, hey, get a load of me. <laughs> did everybody? Did everyone get a chance to read my headstock? Yeah, check this thing out. <laughs> Let me hold it still for you for a moment. Yeah. I don't know. It's it just made me think. Like, is it? It's somehow antithetical to what Gibson's been about lately, but also weirdly yeah. reinforces their whole brand identity. <laughs> it, it, it is. Well, the other thing is like how we're, we're treating them. Like how I'm thinking about it is um, they're, they're just kind of, if I, th- I, I think of them as, as the same company. I know they're not really, but Gibson they kind of are. Yeah. Like they mm. kind of are, they're not really, but I mean, ultimately, come on, like it's all, Whatever. It's all owned by the bigger company anyway. Um, but uh, like when I see something like this, I, I I think like on the one hand, isn't this sort of a step in the right direction? Right. That's what I thought because first. I think Because I think all their stuff is too expensive. I think they're artificially overpricing things and they're, they're, they're trying to like wag the dog about it, right? They're trying to mm-hmm. say – they're trying to convince you it's better by charging more for it, which – in in a sense, like can work sometimes, you know, but it's it's a little it's funny, right? It, there's like this point where it's manipulative, um, and I don't know. It's a gradient. It's like this sort of ethical question. Mm-hmm. But then, on the other hand, I still feel like somehow, like I'm I'm so suspicious of it, um, and I still do have the I still do have the impression that they want me to have that like, well, that's an Epiphone. I mean. I would feel weird yeah. walking in, you know, showing that off. I would feel like what, well, you know. Well, I have the I would feel much better with the, yeah. with some <laughs> random copy, some random copy that I'm sure Gibson would want to sue. I, I do think they have a very bad attitude <laughs> yeah. about it yeah. um, in yeah. a way that other guitar companies do not. And I don't think that – you know what it is? It, that really bad attitude and all that very hostile crap is um, – it's like they were threatened or something, mm-hmm. and at the, so so that is totally uh, in, in um, that's totally like against. Uh, I'm, there's a there's a specific word that I'm, I can't think of right now, but it, it's being a, uh, acting as though they are threatened by people copying Gibson mm-hmm. guitars is not compatible with the the thing that they're trying to do. This confidence, it's a Gibson, you know. This confidence of like. This is the Gibson. Yeah. You know, you can't have both. You can't be confident in your thing and also like so afraid that they'll make that stupid f-ing video um, about mm-hmm. copying them. And now, know? like, we're in this post play authentic world where everything Gibson does is going to be framed around play authentic, around this stupid Mark Agnesi <laughs> video. You know, you can't like, undo that. Because <laughs> I saw this 59 Les Paul. 
And it, it, it dawned on me that like, wow, Epiphone hasn't done, at least to my knowledge, has not done year-specific models. Right, they've yeah. not done uh, like a specific reissue type of thing, and I was like, like you said, I thought at first this is a great step in the right direction. Now I think in the conversation about fifty nine Les Pauls and reissues, this guitar is not going to be in the room when we're talking about the real ones and the replicas. Yeah, it's so interesting. So interesting. Nuts. Okay, well, that did that did that did turn into a little more of a discussion than I anticipated, but I did warn myself. Yeah, I think I there is some other Gibson news that I deliberately did not put in the show notes. Um <laughs> you thought I would fall out of my chair? <laughs> Cuz I'm pretty sure you already did. But like it's the $10,000 Adam Jones custom uh, Les Paul Custom. I know. Okay. Quickly, what, what was the quote that, oh, oh man, something really it's set like, me off. Yeah, because his, his Les Paul Custom, the guy from Tool, his Les Paul Custom is a silver burst. And he's very known for playing this 1979 Les Paul Custom silver burst. And yeah. his, his claim yeah. is that, he's like, I don't know, man. Like, it was very like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything. But I'm <laughs> he, saying. Was very, he was very alien. You know, yeah. I, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, uh, about like the metallic uh, the the metal flake in the paint, something about changing the polarity of something. <laughs> well, he was like, "There's something about it. it. It does something to the tone, or the it's it affects it affects the resonance." Or, yeah. And then he said a few more words, and like he's, he's like, trying I don't to know, say maybe that there's the something about it or something. <laughs> I don't know. We should get it in with the scientists. The polarity, the polarity. Yeah. Well, I know so, that. Oh my god. A good friend of mine is, so a, is a really big Tool fan, but he's not a musician. So he sent me this post. Like, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah. I've been following this actually pretty closely because I am also a Tool fan, and I love. You're his, also a Tool. Yeah, I Tool all, fans are tools, right? It's like like tone control circuits, like a component in the tone control circuit. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I have been following this the the custom Adam Jones model for a while because I'm curious about it, and you know, if the metal flake affected the tone, all guitars would be metallic. Like, let's think about that for a second, you know? If it was decided that it sounded better. That would be the category, right? It would be like, well, is that a metal guitar or, you know? Yeah, or is it wood? Is it old school? (laughs) Oh, is that, yeah, Yeah. is that just the the ordinary nitrocellulose? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. it's like when Billy... It affects the polarity. Oh, really? So his guitar, the waveform comes out backwards? (laughs) What the f*** are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Adam Jones. Like, God damn it! And like, it's I hate when this shit happens because the dude rips. I love his stuff. Yes, love it. And I have been such a fan for so long, and it made me uh, like. Yeah. I literally said in Discord, like I saw him say that stupid thing about the polarity, and oh my god! And I just I lost it. I was like, look, I know he's not listening to me. I didn't. I I listened to that album, that new album. Like twice, I could not, I can't, it doesn't excite me. I might put it on tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while. It didn't grab me. I should try it again. I should try it again because I don't don't really want to be like that. I want, you know, because whatever, who cares what the guy says, but that's so fucking stupid. So stupid. So stupid. Billy Corgan is on record saying that the color of the guitar impacts the tone. Yeah, he's he's on record as being a crazy already for like 18 other things. Nutcrack. Yeah, so he's a. He's a nutcracker of the <laughs> finest order. <laughs> Her so royal anyway. infantry of nutcrackers, he is among them. <laughs> Derek, 
Is there anything really important we need to squeeze into this episode? Or yeah, can we end on we Adam Jones and Billy Corgan are nuts? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? We do. We Tell need me to, the we truth. We need to thank the patrons, and I almost forgot oh, to put them in the man, show notes. Again? Yeah, we got to do that every time because we almost always forget. Son of the bitch. Hey, man. Actually, how about this? You want to tell them about Discord? Like how to do yes. how to do the Discord? All right, here's how you do the Discord. When you, when, whatever you're listening to this on, whatever it is, if it's a computer or a, a phone or um, those are the only possibilities. So whichever of those it is, uh, if you look at it right now, somewhere on there, there's going to be notes. And in those notes, uh, right at the top is a link that says Discord, and it's got a bunch of weird letters in it. But that doesn't matter. You just got to click it, and it's going to lead you to a place. And here's the thing. Um, Discord is an app that lets you chat and there's a bunch of different channels and we are recording in it right now and you, and you could talk to us and like there's stuff going on all the time and there's random gifts and it's very much fun and it's totally free, but you don't even have to download the app. You can actually just use it in the browser and it works fine. That's about all I know about Discord. Is that, is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I wanted. Okay. I was posting some Good. funny things. There's a great, uh, hard times article called despite all my rage, I'm still just Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hard times so much. <laughs> so anyway, Discord is super cool. And if you are a, um, did you tell, I was not paying attention to you. Did you talk about, <laughs> did you talk, yeah, it's about all the, done. you talk about the patron levels and stuff? No, man. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I just said, also, I just said, come to discord. Cool. Do all right. It. So we also have a Patreon. And if you're not familiar, Patreon is just a little bit of money that you can give us if you like what we're doing. And when you give us that little bit of money, you get some extra cool. <laughs> so for a dollar a month, you get your name said very loudly and proudly at the end of every episode of the tone control. And then if you give us $2 a month, not per episode, not per week, not per day, two, two bucks a month. It's practically nothing. We know you're saving money during lockdown. <laughs> Most of you. Most, I'm, yeah, please please don't pay us instead of doing real life things. Um, for two bucks a month, you can come hang out in Discord and listen to us record the show live every other Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you can harass us in the chat and you can send butt gifts and you can just comment and shoutcast along with us and make good points. You'll hear us saying things like, oh, Eric brings a good point, or Sean mentioned this in the chat. That is what you can do. We can say, you, dear listener, said in the chat. Imagine mm -hmm. how fun that Billy would be. Billy Corgan. You, Billy Corgan. I would die if Billy Corgan showed up in our chat. <laughs> well, then stay the fuck out of here, yeah. Billy Corgan. Uh, I need him. I need this show to keep going. Okay. Those Patreon supporters are as follows. I'm prepping the applause. Sorry. This isn't a threatening hand gesture. <laughs> That's not for you to decide. <laughs> okay. Andrew Walsh, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Eric Giribaldi. I learned how to say his name like today. Have we been saying it wrong? We have oh, been saying no. it wrong the whole time, and he hasn't said anything <laughs> about it until oh I heard God. in a video he did with a buddy like yesterday or today, because time is meaningless now, um, who introduced him. And I was like, oh, my God, did he say it wrong, or have I been saying it wrong this whole time? And it turns out it's me. So sorry about Whoops. that, Eric. You should have said something. <laughs> 
I would have been happy to. And then it went it. on so long that he couldn't say anything. Yeah. And so I, I, he was like, you know what? I have to find a reason to make a video where somebody can introduce me and then I'll trick Derek into seeing it. Yeah. 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 He did this very cool video actually comparing an AC30 to an AC15 and nice. and how it responds to different overdrive pedals of varying types. It's very cool. It's in our it's in our chat. Come to Discord and you awesome. can find it. Uh, also, OG friend of the show Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for uh, for dinging the bell and hanging out and and the eggplant emojis. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We should wrap. We should get out of here. <laughs> Things are getting <laughs> we weird. <should. laughs> this is getting crazy. Uh, it's getting, oh, where, where did my note sheet go? Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, thanks everybody. Um, obviously it's a huge help and um, that support doesn't go to waste. There are fun things in the works. Um, we're, we're working on them. Anyway, we're working on them. And um, oh, also I was going to say, uh, we're gonna we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Oh yes, which is which is this nasty American holiday where we feast upon things and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And otherwise, it's very convoluted and meaningless. But um, the point is uh, that is going to fall on a record day, and so we uh, normally would not even discuss this with any of you. But for a year now, we've been doing this Discord and Patreon thing, and we have y'all in the chat with us. So we are going to do something different. I'm not sure what it's going to be. Whatever we end up doing, we definitely will still make available live, as we always do. But I think it's going to end up being uh, a day early or two or something. Um, yeah, it's and we have a different day we that week. Yeah, a different day. So probably earlier that week. And right? also the following Monday, um, when it would publish the Monday after Thanksgiving, it will go up that day. It may just be later in the day because I'll be traveling. So um, yeah, it won't be first thing in the morning. It might just be later that afternoon. So, but it's whatever. You're not going to need it for your commute anyway. Yeah. Well, somebody might shoot. How dare we travel and see our family? God, <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> So, hey, thanks for listening to the Tone Control. You guys are great. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you all for joining us. Happy birthday, Derek. Thanks. Um, You know, keep going and stuff. To all the components out there in the Tone Control circuit. That was a good one. Keep going. To all the components, keep going, man. Keep going. Hey, hey, keep keep on trucking. All right. See you next time. I'm I'm completely out of things to say. (laughs) 